Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, December the 3rd, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about why I never skip training. Why I never skip a workout, why I will never make an excuse and I'll always just, for lack of a better term, lift through it or train through it or move through it because I do believe movement is medicine and I'm going to talk about everything kind of wrapped around this. Some of it pretty much common sense, but there's a handful of other reasons that maybe surprise some of you guys or when you're having that internal conversation with yourself about why you should or shouldn't train, maybe this is going to sell you on the reason why you can probably just push through it and do something as opposed to just punt it all together and, uh, you know, quote unquote, train tomorrow or start on Monday or start on January 1st, insert whatever magical motivational date is in your brain already. But this is to prompt you in those moments when we can all sell ourselves on the reasons why we shouldn't do something you'll actually sell yourself on the reason why you should get your ass up and start moving around. But before I jump into the podcast today, just a reminder, we are brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know it's the one thing I take every single day. If you've listened to all 450-some episodes of this podcast, these guys have been a sponsor for, I believe, almost every episode. Uh, The reason I love it, it's the best tasting greens on the planet. Right now, we've talked them into sending you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up with all the free stuff. It's literally like taking a multivitamin, a probiotic, digestive enzymes, a green superfood drink that has all of the antioxidants you need and the micronutrients that you're missing in your normal day-to-day food intake. Because let's be real, we all struggle with eating enough vegetables. I'm no different, so I drink Athletic Greens and I go about my day. Honestly, if you've heard me talk about it, or maybe this is the first episode you ever hear me mention it, shoot us a message, Instagram, uh, email, the contact page on the site, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you guys are are following and listening to this. I'll have Monica send you a free pack to try, 100% on me. You can taste it for yourself before you make the investment and then get hooked up with all the free stuff and kind of make this a normal cycle in your life. If you're tired of taking 14 different pills, especially when you travel around the holidays, cold and flu season, this is something that I would never miss if I was you. And honestly, I do take it every single day and I think you should do the same. And if you want a free pack, hit me up. Otherwise, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Also, we're brought to you by our friends at Dry Farms Wine. Now, my wine knowledge is not great, even though I have been all over the world. I even did a wine tasting in some dude's castle in Spain, and uh, there's a bunch of other places too. Heather and I have talked about this before, and uh, I have learned some of the rules, like how you should smell it and you watch the, the legs run, but I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about it, but... These guys are a company that I do believe in. It's organic wine. It is sugar-free. It is free of all the toxic additives and the shit that they throw in there. We actually sent out a huge detailed uh, email today 
um, about you know asking if wine is toxic and all the things that the FDA does approve. So like the normal wines you buy in the store, the FDA approves 76 additives. So they let them throw in 76 basically pieces of shit into wine and then they sell it to you guys. Well, we wanted to partner with somebody who does the opposite of that. And so Dry Farms Wines, that is the company. If you guys want to check it out, maybe buy it as a holiday gift if you're someone who enjoys wine. I'll do an Instagram video on this. Uh, I'll pull the Michael Scott, if you remember the famous quote. Uh, it has a nice, uh, he tastes the wine at their uh, the famous dinner party. And he's like, this has a nice uh, oaky uh, afterbirth. And like you, everybody's face is just dead because that's a disgusting and uh, that makes zero fucking sense. But we partner with these guys. Heather loves it. Uh, our friends love it. We've been actually starting to, to get it here and gift it to clients, uh, obviously, over the uh, the winter time. And right now, if you guys order any wine on the site, they'll give you an extra bottle for a penny. So basically, it's buy one, get one free. So each new member is going to earn an extra bottle for just one cent when you order the wine. So the site is dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. Again, dryfarmswines dot com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness D R Y F A R M W I N E S dot com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. That's a mouthful. But if you guys have a question, just ask away or probably message Heather because she knows way more than I do. Also, we're brought to you by my friends at Beam CBD. You guys know I take the CBD products, typically the dream product to go to sleep. If you want a free sample, hit me up. I'll send it to you. There's no THC in it. It does not get you high. You don't wake up feeling groggy. You just wake up feeling rested and ready to kick ass for the rest of the day. I typically take it about five or six nights per week. The site is beamtlc.com. You can put in the code Jeremy Scott to get the discounts on all single products and 35% off all subscriptions, which is a pretty badass deal. And again, I think right now we have a couple hundred samples of the dream here in the office. So if you want to try it, I'll send it to you. If you're somebody who struggles with sleep, this is a great you know, not habit forming, healthy way to get quality sleep every single night. And our other sponsors, my friends at JLab. This is where we get our protein, our turmeric, our collagen, and our krill oils. We always have a discount on the protein and the collagen. The site is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. Also, we have a free supplement guide, which includes all of these. And we're actually putting together a huge uh, partner uh, page where it's all of the trusted partners we work with. If you guys want access to that, I'm going to have Monica probably draft it by next week and then we'll shoot it out to you as well. And then last but not least, our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which I have been crushing lately. The last week I had a runny nose. I don't know if it was allergies or a cold. It wasn't COVID. Don't worry. Uh, but it was kind of just a major pain in the ass. And uh, I just upped my athletic greens and I upped my intake of the kettle and fire bone broth, which I did before every single meal. They actually have a bone broth chicken soup, which tastes amazing. So it's not just the bone broth. It's actually chicken soup. But instead of just the chicken stock, they put the bone broth in there. So if you're talking about helping your gut health, which we know your immune system is tied to your gut, your digestive health. And again, obviously we all could use better hair, skin, and nails, even those of us like myself who are shaving their head because they're basically in Bruce Willis stage of their life. Uh, it does help with that. And I do like it because they use all grass-fed, all grass-finished bone broth, no additives, no antibiotics, no hormones, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, basically no fake shit. So if you guys want to check it out, um, I'm happy to send you the link or you can go to the Kettle and Fire website and put in the code SCOTT20 for 20% off always on all their products. Boom. Uh, so that's it. 
we are going to talk about why I never skip workouts ever. And I don't think you should either. Now, if you're injured and legitimately hurt, obviously check with your doctor, your PT, and what you're cleared to do and to not do. But a lot of those cases, people use uh, any little roadblock as a chance to not train, to not be active, to not get a workout in. And I don't know anybody's personal situation every single day, so there's no judgment here. I'm just speaking from personal experience and what I've seen here being a fitness coach for the last 15 plus years. Now, the other day, we had a lady come in. Um, I've worked with her for a couple of years now. She's actually in a boot on one of her legs. And she's like, hey, can we work around it? I want to get back into training and, you know, do my thing. So she comes in. She's got this boot on. She can do damn near everything we would normally do. And there's other people I've met who might be placed in a boot. Uh, she had something with a toe. I can't remember exactly what it is. Or I'm not going to share it on the air. Um but she's in a boot for probably the next, I don't know, three to four weeks. But she can ski. She can ride an assault bike. She can do all upper body patterns. She can do lower body patterns, especially with like TRX assisted. And instead of using the boot as this excuse not to train for the next two months, she's just coming in and getting after it. And I promise you, once that boot comes off, she'll be so much further along than if she just would have sat at home and done absolutely nothing. And that's what I'm talking about when I say you don't need to skip a workout. There's almost always a way to modify and do something. Now, obviously, there's certain things where you have to go through full recovery, recuperation through PT. You know, if you are, you know, violently ill with food poisoning. Yeah, sure. I understand those things. But outside the scope of those random, you know, one-off instances, I don't think you should skip your workouts. And I don't think you should miss training. That doesn't mean every day has to be a PR. It doesn't mean every day has to be, uh, you know, rip your face off Metcon. It could be going for a walk, getting in 20,000 steps. It could be you doing uh, 30 minutes of a mobility flow and SMR, foam rolling, soft tissue work on top of that. Or just having your favorite bro day, throwing in your bro lifts, things that you want to improve on, maybe weak point training in your body. But I do feel that movement is medicine. And on the days where I physically maybe didn't feel the best, uh, maybe it was mentally run down, maybe it was physically run down, but more specifically days where just shit's going on in life, I felt way better once I went through a workout and got it done. There has never been a time where I didn't feel like training and then I talked myself into it, I pushed through, and then afterwards, when I'm sweaty, my heart rate's up, my central nervous system is on, Tupac is playing in the background, I got Gladiator on the big screen, and I get done, and I'm like, you know what? That feels pretty fucking good. I don't regret doing that. And I probably would have regretted it if I would have got in my car and drove home and just sat on my ass and watched TV. Now, again, we all need escapism. We all need to take certain time away from training and doing whatever it is we do. But for me personally, I feel like I should never skip a day because I always get something positive out of it when it's over. Now, I'm going to go into specifics here in a second, but there's two things I want to read before I get real deep down the rabbit hole. One of them, I am actually going to share maybe on Instagram 
or on the newsletter for sure. And I've just been going through old uh, old blogs, old podcasts that people have been requesting and just archiving some stuff. Kind of a, what's the most popular questions we get asked? And I came across this blog, which we've put into an, uh, a podcast before, and it's titled Nobody Owes You. And it's kind of fitting for this, especially in terms of uh, a healthy, fit, physical body. And the blog is really short, and it's just titled Nobody Owes You. And it says, you're responsible for you. Your parents don't owe you anything. In my opinion, they never did. Other than obviously making sure you have a roof over your head and food and water, and they made sure you didn't die. So even if your parents sucked, like they did their job. They don't owe you, you know, a Mercedes when you're 16. You know, they're, they're not perfect. They're humans. They're going to make mistakes and they're going to fuck up, but they don't owe you anything when you become an adult. I feel the same way about your boss. Your boss doesn't owe you anything other than to pay you for the work you do. You're not owed a promotion. You're not owed a certain job title. The world doesn't owe you anything. If you want something, you have to work hard and you have to earn it. That goes for everything in life. Respect, dignity, prestige, a great body, you name it. You have to work hard for those things and you earn them. You're not owed a great body. You're not owed to be super healthy and fit. You're not owed an education. You're not, you're not owed a fancy car or a new home or to become a millionaire or to get promoted at work. Don't expect anybody to give you any of those things. If they do, that's super awesome. It's a rare gift and a privilege, but you definitely are not entitled to it. You and only you are successful or unsuccessful because of the decisions that you made. You are responsible for the failures and the success in your life based on your efforts. Now, I understand shitty stuff happens and you can't control the things that happen to you, but you can control the way you react to those things. You got to remember that as you're on this journey, whether it be health, fitness, nutrition, relationship, finances, and life in general. Again, that's just something I want to share. I'll throw it up on Instagram as well because I do think it is a nice little kick in the ass for people who kind of, you know, have the the victim mentality and always play the the poor me uh, card a lot. And again, I'm not downplaying anybody who's going through some shit, but we've made life super easy to where now we complain about, you know, getting the wrong milk and our $8 coffees and uh, having the, the apps on our $2,000 phones not work properly, or maybe our streaming Netflix is not as fast as we want. Like these are not real problems, dude. Uh, so Nobody owes you those things in life. If you want stuff, you have to work hard. And your physical body is probably one of the truest versions of that. Which brings me to a really famous Henry Rollins quote about training and the beauty of it. Now, obviously, you guys who listen to this, a lot of you happen to be uh, health and fitness people. Some of you listen to it for the relationship stuff. Some of you for the finance stuff. Maybe some of you for my takes on life, which is strange because I'm just a, I'm just a gorilla who likes to work out, trapped in a warehouse in beautiful North Scottsdale. But uh, those of you who are the true, my true fitness folks, and if you're, if you feel like you're not that yet, I promise you, you're on the way. You listen to me long enough, we'll, uh, we'll recruit you into the, uh, to the dark side. To the, the army of uh, people who give a shit about how they look and move and feel. And the Henry Rollins quote is this, and I quote, I prefer to work out alone. 
It enables me to concentrate on the lessons that the iron has for me. Learning about what you're made of is always time well spent, and I found no better teacher. The iron had taught me how to live. Life is capable of driving you out of your mind. I think we can all agree to that. The way it all comes down these days, it's some kind of miracle if you're not insane. And I think if you've lived through the last couple of years, like all of us have, uh, you can admit it's a clown world. And uh, I think 2020 was tough on all of us. I think 2021 was still an extension of that shit show. And uh, if you're not insane at this point, it's a miracle. And I give you guys credit. But people have always become separated from their bodies. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the world we live in now, like they're no longer whole. I see them move from their offices to their cars and out of their suburban homes. They stress out constantly. They lose sleep. They eat badly. They behave badly. Their egos run wild. They become motivated by that which will eventually give them a massive stroke. They need the iron mind. And to translate that, like they need fitness. They need to train. They need movement as medicine. Through the years, I've combined meditation, action, and the iron into a single strength. I believe when the body is strong, the mind thinks strong thoughts. Time spent away from the iron makes my mind degenerate. Like I basically regress. I wallow into a kind of thick depression my body shuts down my mind. The iron, if you want to translate that fitness movement, is the best antidepressant I have ever found. There is no better way to fight weakness than with strength. Once the mind and the body have been awakened to their true potential, it's impossible to turn back. The iron never lies to you. And this is the way I feel about health and fitness and movement in general. You can walk outside you can listen to all kind of talk. You can be told you're a god by one person and a total bastard by another. The iron will always kick you the real deal. The iron is the greatest reference point. It's the all-knowing perspective giver. Always there like a beacon in the pitch black. I have found the iron to be my greatest friend. It never freaks out on me. It never runs. Friends may come and go, but 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. That's a Henry Rollins right there. And for you guys who aren't, you know, diehard uh, bodybuilding fans, maybe you didn't grow up on like Animal Pack and, uh, you know, reading the journey. And I'm saying things right now that for a lot of you don't make any sense. What he's saying is fitness, it never lies to you. People can blow smoke up your ass and tell you you're fucking great at your job or think you're fancy because of the house or the car you drive or your job title or whatever your, you know, curated avatar looks like on Instagram, but 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. The weight of the sled is always the weight of the sled. The cows in the assault bike are always the cows in the assault bike. And those things will always be truthful to you. They're not, they don't care about your opinion. They're not going to make you feel better or worse. They're not trying to impress you. They just are what they are. So there's truths in fitness that don't exist in a lot of the outside world, in my opinion. So when after I get off this podcast and I go in here and I deadlift today, 
whatever it's going to be, 315, 405, however, you know, how much of my old man strength I want to pull out of my body, it kicks me the reel. Either I, either I lift the weight or I don't. Uh, you know, Ben uh, Novak, who I've had in the podcast before, Ben and I would joke a lot, uh, you know, when we would, you know, do heavier loading, uh, deadlifting and squatting specifically, because you start to get a little bit nervous. Um, you know, can I really squat this? Can I really deadlift this? And we would always say, well, hey, it's pretty simple. Either you lift it or you don't. And it, it ain't changing. You can wait another minute if you want to, but 500 pounds is 500 pounds. Either you pick it up off the ground or you don't. And you learn something about yourself in those moments. And it's true. Uh, people will come and go in your life. Things will change. Uh, relationships, uh, jobs, all those things will evolve. But training is always training. And there's a lot of truth there. And it's just about output. And it's about effort. And it's about you doing it consistently day after day after day. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I appreciate the art form of this, of fitness. And not just for everything it can give you. It's the camaraderie. It's the community. It's the level of respect that you give when you see someone else who's fit. Like last night we were walking on the Scottsdale waterfront here. They have it all. Scottsdale's super fancy if you guys have never been. It's, uh, you know, there's a bunch of Christmas lights. It's all uh, kind of dressed up. It, it looks, you know, they make it look like a, kind of like a Hallmark-ish, like fancy movie, if you will. And uh, we're walking, and obviously my wife wants a photo by this giant Christmas tree. And we asked these two young girls, both super fit. And you just, you have a level of respect when you see them. And I'm like, you know, even Heather's like, well, those guys are super fit. Maybe they work out at Nikki's place. We're just kind of joking about it. But you see that in somebody because you know the time they've put in. They're training hard. They're sweating. They're breathing. They're doing things that are uncomfortable. They're probably waking up earlier than they want. Maybe they're staying up later. They're eating right. They're doing the things that it takes to acquire this thing. And there's this kind of unspoken respect there when you see someone else who's super fit. It's another reason why I appreciate it. And it reminds me of a Mark Bell quote. And his quote is, strength is never a weakness and weakness is never a strength. I'll repeat that because that's powerful. Strength is never a weakness and weakness is never a strength. The takeaway is it's it's never going to hurt you to be strong. It's never going to hurt you to be fit. It's never going to hurt you to be mobile. It's never going to hurt you to have great cardiovascular endurance, especially if like a zombie apocalypse comes. You, you know, if, if I drafted a team, that's who I want on my team. I don't want the guy who's 400 pounds who can't breathe walking up some steps. He's the first fucking dude to go. Like they're going to eat his ass instantly. I want the people who train, the people who are fit. And that's a great takeaway for everyone who... And again, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to make this, you know, gender specific, but sometimes women will shy away from some of the strength stuff because they think it, um, they think they'll get bulky or look masculine or manly. And we've already been over this a thousand times. We've had Ashley Wines on the podcast. She talked about it. And, and a lot of other people have here, Kelsey Heenan, Felicia Romero, Alexi has been on Hannah, you name it. Strength is never a weakness ever. So if you can be really strong, even if you never compete in bodybuilding or powerlifting or uh, the CrossFit Games or you never run a Spartan race or whatever it may be, being strong is a really cool thing. 
and it's always useful and it's always helpful in everything in life, especially as you age. Which brings me to why I never skip workouts. I believe the list here is 18 items deep. Now, if I really had the time, which today I had to deal with some straight up bullshit this morning, which wasted about an hour of my morning, which I literally hate wasting even five minutes of my day. But I, I don't want to say it's wasted. It just got me off track, right? So uh, just some normal adulting stuff I had to deal with. I probably could have came up with a list of 50 things, but you guys are going to get the gist of it at this point. And my hope is if you're a fitness person, you write some of these down, you repeat them to yourself. Uh, I'm going to do my best to get these up on the Jeremy Scott Fitness blog in the next week or so here. I actually have a busy week next week. We have we have some awesome podcast guests coming on next week, which I'm really jacked about. The next three podcasts are going to rip your face off, actually. But they're going to live on the blog. I'll send them out in the newsletter and tape them up somewhere, post them, or just repeat them to yourself as a reminder, even if it's just one of them. If that helps you, never miss workouts again moving forward in your life. Because I believe that movement is medicine. And I think we could solve a lot of problems if we all did a mix of strength training, metabolic conditioning, mobility, even mixed in with some of the the lists, the you know, the lower intensity, you know, slow steady cardio. I, I'm not I don't love that kind of stuff, uh, just because it's boring as shit. But it's good for you. It's good for your heart and a lot of people mentally it's it's a time where they can become clear. What I'm talking about is just riding a bike, uh, walking on a treadmill, going for a walk outside. Uh, getting on a rower, a ski, or a salt bike for 20 minutes at just a nice steady pace, get a sweat going, get your heart rate up. There is a lot of benefits to that. But I think if you can do a mix of all those things, we could eradicate a lot of the, uh, and mix with proper eating, obviously. We get rid of a lot of the, the diseases and a lot of the health problems that are plaguing Americans specifically right now. But the first reason, I never skip workouts. Well, number one, it's what I do. It's my profession. It's my craft. It's my calling. It's my career. It's what I've dedicated basically all of my life to. And more specifically, my entire adult life has been dedicated to this craft. Um, I don't really do anything else. I don't, I don't have really any hobbies that don't revolve around fitness. Uh, which I guess you could look at as sad or pathetic, or maybe that's why, you know, I am who I am. And I guess I'm kind of good at what I do. I mean, I enjoy firearms, obviously. Uh, I grew up, you know, I was shooting guns as a kid before, uh, way before I could drive a car. Shit, I probably shot my first uh, rifle at probably eight years old. Um, and handguns probably right after that. But uh, other than that, I don't know if I do anything else that doesn't involve like physically moving and sweating. Uh, it's just, just kind of what I like to do. And so one of the reasons I never skip is because this is this is who I am. And this is what I present to other people. Not just physically how I look, but I try everything here. I can't master every single movement perfectly. I mean, I can to a high level of competency. But anything we're going to coach to other people here, I have to do it myself first. And in order to do that, I have to know, you know, what it feels like to do, 
you know, 10 burpees every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. I have to know what it feels like to do walking lunges for an hour. I have to know what it feels like to, you know, ski a 10 K or row a half marathon, or you name the crazy shit that we do here. I have to do all those. And if I was skipping workouts, I wouldn't have the endurance, but I need to learn a for myself physically, how I can push my own body. But more importantly, when we present something to other people, you guys who watch on Instagram, those of you who buy our programs online, those of you who come in house here and, and train with us, everything you've done, I've already done it in some way, shape or form or exactly the way that you've done it or the harder version of what you're doing. So I can relate to you. So when I speak to you and we talk through it, you, I understand what you're about to feel. So I can not sugarcoat it. Hey guys, we're going to do 100 cows in the salt bike. We're going to do three laps around the building, another 100 cows in the assault bike and walking lunges for 300 yards. When I'm saying that, I'm saying it because I've already done it. And I can present it to you like, hey, this is how long it took me. This is how long it took the slowest person we've ever taken through it. Here's kind of where I guess it just makes me better at my craft. One of the main reasons I never skip workouts. Number two, because training's fun. Well, and if it's not fun, you have to lower your standards of what fun is. A famous quote from a man, Dennis Gary, who comes in here uh, all the time. Dude's a savage, uh, but he always says that. He's like, if it's not fun, you gotta lower your standards. Uh, and all jokes aside, it uh, it is fun. Uh, especially when you can do it. I do like the group stuff. It is fun to train with these guys. But it's nice to challenge yourself. And uh, it's it's fun to learn a new movement. It's fun to improve on a movement. It's fun to learn a new efficient way to do it. And it's fun to learn different variations. I enjoy it. And obviously it's fun to see the results, but you have to enjoy parts of this. Now there's days that are a grind and some days aren't, you know, your cup of tea. But for the most part, I think people enjoy showing up and putting in the work and the feeling that comes from it, the feeling of uh, accomplishment, of doing a good job, of pushing yourself. That's all wrapped up into it. Now doing heavy ass split squats, uh, to fatigue or failure isn't fun in the moment, but the results are fun. That's kind of how I look at it. Number three, I train and I never skip a workout because I don't want to be a person who doesn't work out. That just seems, it just seems odd. I don't know. I don't even know what that would be like, but you see people who don't train. You see people who don't work out. Do they seem super happy to you? Do they seem super mobile? Do they seem energetic? Do they seem excited to attack every single day? I'm sure they're out there, but I don't meet a lot of them. I really don't. Uh, I just don't want to be a person who, who isn't physically active and who, who isn't fit. It doesn't seem like a, a lifestyle I'd want. And when I was younger... Uh, before I was married, obviously, I would talk with friends of mine in the fitness space, uh, like Dave Dries, Ben Novak, and I would, would train a lot together. And we would say, you know, we could be with somebody who, who's, who's not into fitness. We could, we could be, you know, have a, a significant other, a wife that's not, you know, into fitness or physically active. 
And that's obviously us talking as ignorant young men. And now we are less ignorant old men. And there's no way. Uh, It just wouldn't vibe with me. Now, obviously, they don't have to do exactly what I do. Heather doesn't train the same way I train. We don't do all the things uh, exactly the same. But there's no way I could be with somebody who doesn't value health and fitness and movement. It would be too hard uh, of a connection. Which brings me to number four. I train because I don't want to be fatter, softer, weaker, and less mobile as time goes on. And I can promise everybody listening, if you don't consistently train, if you don't consistently put in effort every day to combat being fatter, softer, weak, weaker, and less mobile, it's going to happen. It's just the, it's the reality of life. Uh, over time, father time is, is, is pulling on, pulling on you. Uh, I imagine it's like you have a, you're a superhero in your younger days. You know, you're invincible, you're unbreakable, nothing can fuck with you. And you have a cape on and then father time slowly starts to grab that cape and he's pulling you down. He's pulling you back. He's slowing you down and you have, it's like pulling a sled, right? And as the years go on, they tack on another plate. So it's that much harder to go through the workouts. They tack on another plate. So it's that much harder. They're pulling on that cape. It's like a weight that's pulling you down. And that's why I don't want to skip workouts. I don't want to give in to time. And well, I'm just older now and that's how it's going to be. I'm always going to have this spare tire. I just, I have to get weaker. I have to get less mobile. I don't believe that. Now there's, you know, a pinnacle uh, of athletic ability for all of us at some point, you know, it, it kind of reaches its limit, but you can fight that. And there's people in here who are, in my opinion, uh, they're now in their mid fifties and they're the fittest they've ever been. And I don't think at 25, if you would have told them, Hey man, in 30 years, you're going to be way fitter. They probably would have thought you're crazy, but they've made the conscious effort to fight the fatter, softer, weaker, less mobile lifestyle. And that's another reason why I show up and do it every single day, because I don't want to give in. And I do feel at 38 overall, this is the healthiest and the fittest that uh, that I've been. Now, there might have been a couple other peaks in certain areas. Maybe one day I was a little more muscular. Maybe one day I was a little bit leaner, but not all of the things. Maybe one day I had a little bit better aerobic endurance, like in my college you know, playing days. But now it's like I feel like I have all of them together. And that's a beautiful place to be. Eating habits, sleeping habits, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all that's come together. And I have to credit most of that to constantly moving and never skipping workouts. Number five, I do believe training makes you a more confident person. Not just in your physical body, but in a lot of other areas of your life. There's a lot that can be learned in the gym that you don't get in a lot of other areas. You're mentally pushing your body physically through things. That that challenge, at least in the world we live in today, probably doesn't exist for a lot of you guys who are attorneys, you're doctors, you sell insurance, you're a, a financial advisor, you're an interior designer, you're a you know hairstylist, you name it. You're not out there really physically busting ass every day. Some of you guys might, 
But odds are most of you sit in your butt and just type on a computer or you do tasks that require brain power but not physical power. And I do believe training makes you more confident in everything you do because you set out to achieve something and you're challenging yourself and you're failing and then you're growing and you're failing and you're growing and you do it consistently over time. And training does that. Which brings me to number six. Because training makes you more confident, I do think training makes you, it just makes you sexier, dude. It really does. Uh, And when you feel it, you know it. You know, like you get this confidence, you're feeling stronger, you're feeling leaner, you feel like you look better, your body composition is changing. And when you feel sexier, odds are you're having more sex. You know, there's a, there's just a certain aura of people when they have a confidence. And I'm not talking about, you know, this over the top, you know, look at me flexing braggadocious bullshit, just a, a person who is confident when they walk in a room. And there's no other way I can describe it. And you're just like, yep, that dude knows. That girl knows. Like they just feel it a certain way. And when you feel confident, you feel sexier, you feel more attractive. And typically the byproduct of that is you have more sex. At least that's been my experience. I'm not saying Heather wouldn't be with me if I was 300 pounds and she's a great person. But let's be real. If if 15 years ago, 13 years ago, whenever we met, I was at the bar, I had no job, I had no money, but I was fit. And I can almost promise you if I wasn't fit, if I show up and I'm, you know, 150 pounds overweight and say, hey, I'm Jeremy, I don't have a job, I don't have any money, um, and I'm not fit or healthy, would you like to go on a date with me? And then, which basically, as a man, you're asking, would you want to have sex with me? That's a hard fucking no coming out of her mouth. But I happen to be fit, so she dealt with all my bullshit on the side. Now, that's not a reason to get with somebody. However, what I'm saying is, even though I was a loser and I had no money, I didn't have a job, I did have this confidence uh, in myself because physically I was fit. And uh, I have always taken great pride in that. And I think people who train consistently, you'll be the same. Number seven. I train because it's probably the safest way for me to deal with my bullshit, you know, or get rid of any uh, bottled up feelings or emotion or maybe uh, any aggression I would want to release in the world. Now, admittedly, uh, I'm not going to go into great detail here. I've talked about this before. I was an angry, uh, you know, young man, like a, like a lot of dudes were for sure. Uh, I, I probably, I always knew it, but I, the story I'll tell really quick. I remember being home uh, for the Knopp tourney, which is this homemade basketball tournament. You guys heard me talk about forever, uh, for about 25 years it's been going on. And uh, we went home, we played in the, the Knopp tourney with all of our friends all the guys like that they play college basketball or football or baseball or whatever we we chose to do, but basketball is the thing we always do at the on the fourth. It's kind of like our friend and family reunion. I remember being at the bar and my old high school coach, shout out to Mike Costello, he's the goat, bro. Uh, dude changed my life in a lot of ways. I owe him a lot. And uh, we're there. It's Heather, uh, myself, and him, and we're all probably ten drinks in. So truth serum is flowing. And uh, I remember he 
he's talking to us and uh, he just looks at Heather. He's like, you know, I'm just into me. He's like, I'm super proud of, uh, of Jay just because, you know, he comes back, uh, you know, after all these years and he just has this outlook on life. It's, it's positive. It's, it's giving, he, he's empathetic. He's achieved all these things. You know, he's gassing me up. He goes, because, you know, when he was here, he was just this very, you know, angry, pissed off young man. And to see this transformation is really impressive. And, uh, to hear it from somebody else, it means it had to be real fucking evident to the outside world that, uh, you know, I just, I had a lot of shit going on in my life, right, as a young man. And uh, sports was a way um, I could unleash it. Like, you could go in a game and just be pissed off about life, you know, whether it be your your friends or your family or whatever you had going on and uh, just hot plate somebody, you know. Like you're playing in a game and you just drop 40 points on them and they just can't stop you. And it feels good to just dominate uh, in that arena. And once that was over in my life, uh, fitness became an extension of that where I could train and all the shit that was going on, you know, whatever it was, I could bench through it. I could squat through it. I could deadlift through it. I could overhead press through it. I could push a sled through it and I could just beat the fuck out of the weights and I could beat the shit out of these machines and it was a safe way for me to let that stuff go. So I wasn't out, you know, getting in fist fights. I wasn't screaming at my parents or, you know, at my girlfriend at the time or being a dick to my, my friends. I was just training through it. I was taking out all that pent up shit in my life and putting it on the iron. I was putting it on fitness and that was my release. It felt great. It was a way I could take a jam ball and slam it into the ground like I wanted to fucking kill it and nobody was hurt. And it made me better. I could harness all the shit in my life and I used that negativity as fuel. And admittedly, uh, for a good part of my life, I took like, kind of like if you've ever watched the Michael Jordan uh, documentary, uh, Last Dance, like he takes everything personal. Like George Carl walks by him at a restaurant and doesn't say hi. I took it personal. And then they beat the, the Sonics in the finals. Like Jordan is the the ultimate cursed by competitiveness person you'll ever meet. If you look in this video behind me, I have the Jordan Wings poster above it. We have a ton of Jordan stuff here. I think he's the GOAT. He always will be. And uh, I did the same thing without even knowing that's how Michael really was. I just took everything everybody said personal and I got pissed. Like, you know, these guys don't respect me. They're not giving me my credit. I'm not getting enough props. And it would just piss me off and it would just fuel me to work harder. So I took this negative energy and I just always put that into training. And uh, it helped me get going for sure. Side note, I don't think that's a healthy way to go through your whole life. And I don't think that's what you should do forever. But I will say, it does make for some great fucking workouts, dude. It really does. And maybe part of my problem at this point in my life is that I am uh, I'm very empathetic. Uh, I'm much kinder now. I'm more giving. And I don't take things uh, serious. I don't take things personal from people. And uh, But sometimes I'll make up these things in my head where people still like maybe fucking hate me or don't like me or whatever. And I use that... Um, to train with. And so it, it is It is a great way to get rid of some shit in your life. And I do think fitness is a healthy release. And if I don't get it, um, I tend to be kind of a weird person. But 
that's me. Number eight, I think if you do train consistently, um, you're going to love yourself or at least you're like yourself a lot more if you put in a hard day's training. I really do. It's why I never skip it. I, I feel if I was to skip a workout, which I never do, by the way, I want to make that crystal clear here. I have not skipped a workout ever in my adult life and I never will. Now, if I'm sick and I can't move, that's something else, but I'll always go for a walk. I'll get some sun. I'll go through some basic mobility and just kind of move around because I feel like a bag of shit if I don't. And I love myself when I do train and, and I, and I feel a sense of accomplishment. And, uh, I kind of don't like myself, um, when I'm not as active. And what I mean by that is when I feel like I didn't put in my best effort to training, I, uh, I don't feel as good about myself when I leave here. And uh, maybe that's just me being too introspective about it. And I know every day can't be a perfect workout. And I have to detach my mind from, you know, when I was 25, feeling like I had to cripple myself every time I left the gym, which is not healthy either. And it's stupid. But I know when I'm kind of bullshitting. And I know when I'm giving it my all. And you you can't do 100% every day, but you can try. And 99% of the time, that's where I'm at. But if I have a day where it's like, nah, I kind of bullshitted that. I don't like or love myself nearly as much. And that maybe that's some kind of weird, you know, uh, psychosis that I have. But I think if you guys consistently train, you'll like or love yourself a whole hell of a lot more. Number nine, you'll have more energy. I promise you that. Uh, Especially once you're done. Your heart rate's up. You're sweating. You're moving. It's going to energize you. Now, there's days where the workouts are going to drain you and beat your ass. Like even on our Sunday Metcons, as soon as we're done, I typically feel sick to my stomach. I can taste blood and I don't really want to move, but I give myself about 30 minutes. I change clothes, take a shower, and then hop on a podcast. And sometimes we have our best podcast because I'm energized. And then I go through the rest of the day just kicking ass. That's the key. Also, number 10, if you train consistently and you drain your body, you'll sleep better. You'll have a better quality of sleep. You're not going to stay up. Uh, tossing and turning. At least that's been my experience. You're, you know, you're, uh, you're not a dog, right? So I think dogs like self-regulate their energy. Like they'll run around in a circle until they're tired. Us humans, we don't do that. But if you force yourself to get a workout in, you're going to have better quality of sleep. Uh, And if you do it consistently, you'll find this normal pattern of sleep recovery training over and over again. It's one of the reasons I never skip because I don't want to have a shitty night's sleep. Number 11, and this is probably one of the biggest ones because stopping and starting is the worst. Uh, I never skip workouts because of the momentum. And that's key for, I think, most things in life. Your, Your business, your career, your finances, momentum is everything. It really is. And I think that's the game in life is just having positive momentum. Uh, Life is an uphill battle. Fitness is the same way. And there's no coasting uphill. If you watch a car try to coast uphill, it'll always slide backwards. You always have to have the foot on the gas. And in fitness, one of the big reasons I tell people never to skip is because stopping and starting and stopping and starting is so demoralizing. Taking three weeks off in doing nothing and then coming back to it, you feel like you lost everything. And you didn't, but your endurance suffers, your strength suffers, 
everything has to kind of just start from scratch is almost how you feel. And so I'm a huge fan of momentum. It's business too, right? Like we could take time off from here and still have money and be fine. It's not about the money in business. It's the momentum of business. It's the the consistency of putting out content, of coaching people, talking to them, writing to them, doing podcasts. I'm not going to stop this podcast for three months and then just tune back in. You guys would be like, where the hell were you at? It's the momentum of it because stopping it and starting it is so much harder. That is fitness, my friends. That's why I urge you not to skip workouts. On a side note, the momentum is key and the consistency. I would argue most of you, I'm not saying the workout program doesn't matter because it does, but if you just did something consistently, whatever it is, that's almost as important than what you're doing itself. Now, we can argue on nuance there. Well, if I went just walking every day, you can't just walk every day. But if you're consistently building positive momentum and you're showing up three, four times a week and putting in the work and you never take two full weeks off, that, my friends, is going to elicit more results than if you just had this perfect program but yet stop and start three, four times every year or take off you know, the entire Thanksgiving to New Year's, which is not a plan for anybody. Momentum and consistency, two huge reasons I never skip workouts. Number 12. I talked about this in a second. For me, training in fitness is a place where my brain can be free. It's I control most things in my ecosystem and in my life, but I can't control everything. I can't control the economy. These dumbasses just printing money like crazy. <laughs> I can't control, you know, uh, politics. Uh, I can't control. There's so many things I can't control. The weather. I can't control. You know, if Heather wants to, you know be cool when I get home or if she's having a shit day. I can't control any of these things, but I can control my fitness. And for me, it's a way to just kind of tone out the real world. It's a way that I can just get rid of the shit that's going on in my life. And uh, I just kind of forget about everything. And it becomes just this thing that it's the only thing that exists in my life at that moment, if that makes sense what I'm saying. When I go play basketball uh, by myself, I get the same feeling. Maybe that's nostalgia, but I just get lost in the play of it. And uh, I forget about, you know, whatever business deal we have going on. I forget about whatever shift we have to make. I forget about, you know, dealing with uh, taxes or the economy or if it's uh, family issues or personal stuff. It just washes away. And uh, when I go shoot hoops and just have music in, it's a release. And for that 45 minutes or that hour, it's all that matters. I get lost in the play of it. It's the same thing here with fitness. I'm not worried about anything else other than finishing these five reps. I don't care about what anybody else is doing right now. I only care about finishing these 10 pull-ups. I only care about pushing this sled another 100 yards. That's all that fucking matters in that moment. Like when we do our Sunday advanced Metcons here, I don't even hear the music. I don't even hear the music we're playing because I'm so in it. I'm only worried about going to the next task and the next goal and doing it as perfectly and as efficiently as I can. It is me just escaping anything. It is my escapism. It's my release. If I watch the Vikings play, it's fun, but a commercial will come and then I'll think about some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get escapism from movies and from TV and just those things. I maybe get it at the gun range. I maybe get it playing basketball, 
but I sure as fuck get it here in fitness. I really do. It is a way for me to just like basically block out the world. And it's just me versus the iron, me versus the rower, me versus the sled, me versus the farmer's walks. And there's some, there's some purity to that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I love it. And I never skip because I love that feeling. And there's not a lot of things in life as an adult, I think you get that from. You really don't. Like you're never going to be able to mimic the feeling of running out, you know, in college, you know, to the arena, you know, to the field and, and the fans are screaming. You're never going to get that same high. I mean, for some of you guys, it was probably high school, like your high school football or your high school basketball or, you know, when you hit the game winner or you were down by 10 points, then you end up coming back and, and winning at the buzzer or you're up by 20 points and then you're down by 10 points. The highs and lows of that uh, make you forget about your homework, forget about your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fucked up, you know, family upbringing or whatever the thing is. As adults, I feel we don't have a lot of things that let us escape from that, but fitness is one of them. And I think that's why people love it. Obviously, the results that come from it and, and all these things, but you can let your shit at the door and you come in here and you just fucking work and your brain is free and it's escape from the bullshit for 22 minutes, 36 minutes, 52 minutes, whatever it may be. It's one of the reasons why I love fitness and I never want to skip a workout because I love that feeling of just release and I don't get it uh, in a lot of other ways. Number 13, I do believe uh, fitness and training beats any kind of, uh, any kind of drug, any kind of uh, counseling or therapy you'd have to go to. It's, it's better than value. It's better than Xanax. It's better than alcohol. It's better than paying some person on a couch and share all your problems. You know, I don't have to do that. I can come deadlift. I can come push a sled. I can come do split squats until I'm blue in the face. To me, it's the, it's the healthiest. The iron is the healthiest kind of therapy there is. Fitness in medicine truly is, excuse me, Fitness and movement uh, truly is medicine. Uh, I believe that. And I think if you guys train enough and you're mindful when you're here, you'll feel the same thing. Number 14. I've talked about this briefly, but uh, I think if you physically train, like you're physically active, you're physically fit consistently, you're going to age a whole hell of a lot better than somebody who doesn't. You see old people who've trained, you see someone who's 60 who goes to the gym every day, they look, move, feel, talk, and act a certain way. You see someone who's 30 years old who doesn't train, they look, move, feel, and talk a whole different way. I'm not judging here. I'll let you guys paint the picture mentally in your head, but we've all seen it before. And it's pretty cool to see when you see someone who's 75 years old, but they move like a 35-year-old. It's pretty fucking cool. It's another great reason never to skip workouts. Because if you skip it, I promise you, you'll be the other dude. And that progression goes really fast. David Jack's been on the podcast. We've talked about it before. That progression from walking to a walker, to a cane, to a wheelchair, to being bedridden goes really fucking quick. You want to avoid that at all costs. You will age better. You will age more gracefully. And you will look stronger. And you will feel stronger and you will be stronger in your older years if you keep 
the consistency going, you build the momentum, and you never skip the workouts. Number 15, I truly believe this. Your life is, if I had to put a number on it, a thousand times better when you train consistently. Your life is a thousand times better when you train consistently. I've seen people go through spurts where they skip coming here. I've seen people go through spurts where they basically do almost nothing or they come once a week instead of three times a week or people who just take off, you know, six months. And uh, they always, they come back looking older, uh, not as happy, probably even depressed, I guess you could classify it as. They're, uh, they're not as energetic and uh, they just look defeated. And it's the ones who consistently train, their life just seems to be running on a whole different wavelength. It's just the truth, man. And uh, it's not always easy. It's not always fun. But if you do it, I think your life is, you know, not just 10x better, but 1,000x better. Number 16. I train all the times because I owe it to myself. Um... I feel that way. I've talked about this before. I don't want to go and repeat myself a thousand times, but I just feel an obligation uh, to do it because I physically can. And to not do it, it's kind of like spitting in the face of a gift that I've been given that a lot of other people have not been given, which brings me to 17. When I say I owe it to myself to train today, I have enough perspective and I've met enough people in this life and I've lived long enough to see people have strokes, have heart attacks, um, people who have lost limbs, uh, people who are paralyzed, people who are in wheelchairs, people who have battled cancer, both won and lost, uh, family members who have passed away. And uh, there is somebody right now who is sitting in a wheelchair permanently. There is somebody right now who's in a hospital bed. There's somebody right now who is battling cancer or heart disease and you name it. And uh, you owe it to yourself, but you owe it to that person to give it every ounce of your fucking being to just be a healthier, fitter, happier human being. Because they would trade places with you in a heartbeat. And I don't want to get super sad and serious here because I mentioned this 100 times before, but if you take somebody who's, you know, going through chemo today, they're battling cancer, or there's somebody today who's sitting in a wheelchair, they would trade places with you in a fucking heartbeat, and they would hike up and down Camelback Mountain, which is a super popular mountain here, 10 times in a day, just because they could, because they could breathe freely, their legs could move, their knees, their hips, their ankles would be pain-free. They would jump, they would skip, they would climb trees, they would chase people because they know how precious that gift is because it was taken away from them. And to see somebody else wasting it, just being a lazy ass because they don't want to do it, is a spit in the face to them. That's how I personally feel. I'm not judging anybody else, but that's how I feel. Which brings me to number 18. Biggest reason I don't skip training, probably above all else, is because by me not doing it, it's saying fuck you to my body, to my brain, 
to my life, to my gift, to my craft, and to my calling. I believe that. I feel a sense of guilt and obligation to do this the way that I do it every single day. You guys have heard me say it before. And that's not to say every day is easy for me. That's not to say every day I'm motivated. In fact, there's a lot of days where I put in a lot of work here and I'm just like you. I got the same family you guys got. I got the same friends you got. I got the same, you know, government, the same economy, the same traffic, the same, you name it. We all got shit, dude, on various levels. Some of you got it better than me. Some of you got it worse than me, but we all have shit, right? But I don't want to make an excuse. And I understand what I've been given. And by me bullshitting, by me being lazy, by me not leading from the front, it's just saying whatever you believe in, if it's God, the universe, source energy, unicorn tears, I don't give a shit. But by me saying, you know what, I'm just going to skip today because I don't feel like it. That's like me, you know, putting two middle fingers up to the sky saying, fuck you, God, fuck you, mom and dad, fuck you, Jeremy, and all these gifts you've been given, I'm just going to waste it today because I don't feel like it. That's not the kind of person I want to be. I'm not happy with myself if I do that. And I understand there was a time in my life where I felt really shitty. I had a real rough string of physical issues and it still ain't perfect. There's some days where I wake up and I feel like a bag of shit, man. And it's whether it's genetics or whatever it may be, you know, we all just have stuff we have to deal with. But I push through and I train anyway because I remember the days where it was real bad for me. Where, I, where it was a struggle for me to, to get out of bed. Or it was a struggle for me to kind of move around. And I promised myself in those moments, if, if I can get past this, I'll do anything I can not to waste this gift. And maybe for me, you know, being sick and being run down and having abused my body at a young age and, and, and paying the price for that was ultimately the greatest gift I ever could have been given because now I appreciate this more than anything else. And I understand the importance of it, and that's why I'm so passionate about it, and that's why I speak about it, and that's why I do this for a living and want to give it back to other people. And I don't want to let a day go by where I just, I wasted a gift, because I don't get that many. 86,400 seconds in a day, we only have so many days to live. You know, odds are, if you guys are around my age, you probably got, I don't know, 15,000 days left, give or take. And why would you waste them for no reason? And then always in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, what if one day... You were stuck in a hospital bed. You were fighting cancer. You were stuck in a wheelchair and you couldn't move. Or even it's just like a random, like you get sick, you get food poisoning and you get run down. You would wish you just felt normal so you could go do all the things you wanted to do. But just to waste them, to sit and watch TV, just to waste them because I wanted to sleep in and be lazy, that's not what I'm about. So for me, the reason I never miss is because I don't want to say fuck you to my body, my life, my gift, my calling, my craft, and something I can give to all of you guys. That's a huge part of what drives me to show up every single day, among everything else I listed. And that's not for me to judge anybody else here. You have to take the days off that you have to take off. You have to do the things that are best for you. But those are all the reasons why I don't believe in skipping workouts and just punting a whole day. If nothing else, you can always foam roll. You can always do some mobility. You can always go for a walk and get 10,000 steps in. You can always do that. And you'll always be better off for it. Because I do believe motion 
creates emotion. And once you can just get up and move, once your heart rate is up and once you can sweat and you can feel it, it becomes real. It just, that activity breeds more activity. It just grows on itself. It's like a domino effect. And sometimes by just walking for 15 minutes or going through a couple of inchworms and some Spider-Man steps and maybe just hanging from a pull-up bar, it wakes your ass up a little bit. And you're like, you know what? I was kind of bullshit myself. I can fucking train today. I'll be just fine. And is it easier to sleep in? For sure. Especially when it's dark, it's cold, you don't want to get up, put on your gym clothes, drive to the gym, or go to your garage. You know, watch me on Instagram or YouTube or one of our programs and follow along with me and do a workout. It's easier to lay in bed, hang out, stroll out, grab some coffee, watch TV, go to your desk, do your job, maybe do it later, but then you get busy and now you're tired and you don't, that's easier. It's always easier not to do it. It's always easier to say, eh, I don't feel good today. It's always easier to put it off. But then you get stuck in this place called Someday Island, where we've all heard people say this, well, you know, someday I'll, I'll change the way I eat. Someday I'll, I'll join an exercise program. Someday I'll start doing mobility. Someday, you can fill this in the blank with everything. Someday I'll be nicer to my husband. Someday I'll be better to my wife. Someday I'll save for retirement. Someday I'll write a book. Someday I'll travel the world. Someday I'll, someday never fucking comes. It just doesn't. There's no magic on Monday. There's no magic on January 1st. And there sure as hell is no magic on Sunday. It's every day, you guys. And the best day to start making physical fitness a priority in your life was yesterday. The next best time is today. The best time for you to start drinking more water, eating more real food, getting more quality sleep, and taking care of yourself both physically and mentally was yesterday. The next best time is today. And these are just 18 of the reasons why I love doing what I do for a living and ultimately why I never skip workouts because I don't want to, I don't want to cheat you guys out of seeing something that maybe motivates you. And I don't want to cheat myself out of a gift that I know I have because one day, sadly, it'll be gone. I'll be super old and super soft and probably super wrinkly um, and I'm going to fight it. Uh, as best I can every single day. And then nobody's going to want to see me uh, jump rope with the shirt off. And no one's going to want to see me do anything and probably not listen to me either. But good thing for me is um, I'll be rich as fuck and it, won't, <laughs> and it won't matter. And I'll have helped enough people along the way. Uh, so hopefully that legacy lives on, you know, far beyond uh, just my physical body and brain. But what I'm saying is, just make it a priority. And a lot of you who listen already have, but I know you have spouses, brothers and sisters, parents, friends, and coworkers who don't. And I know you see the road they're on and it's sad to watch it happen. So if you can lead by example and you can be the leader uh, in your circle and you don't got to tell them, you don't got to say anything to them. You just, you lead by doing. Uh, the phrase is more is caught than taught, and this is true. More is caught than taught. That's in the gym. That's in your home. It's by, even as you parents out there, you know, uh, my mom and dad obviously taught me some stuff, but I can't remember a lot of, you know, sayings other than the inappropriate ones my dad probably made and uh, some of the dumb ones my mom would say. No offense, mom and dad. But uh, I would learn from seeing. I would see what they do. 
I would see them being physically active. You know, I would see my dad wake up and work his fucking ass off. And he didn't have to say anything. You would see it. My mom didn't have to go tell me, hey, I'm, I'm going to go do, I'm going to go work out now. You could see them change into gym clothes and go make it a priority. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to say anything to the people around you. You just have to live it. And if you can be an example by doing, if they want you to share, then you can share, but you lead by doing. And each one of you is an extension of that. By not skipping your workouts, people see you not skipping workouts. They see you putting in effort. They see you getting up early. They see you making better eating choices. And then you're the leader in your community. And you can also share a podcast like this with them um, if they're okay with a dude rambling on about how important fitness is with a podcast that has fitness, obviously, in the name. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. It's something that's obviously super important to me. Fitness has changed my life. And uh, I really believe working out and training has gotten me obviously to this point, but, uh, it's gotten me through some shitty times. It's gotten me through everything essentially. And, uh, any bad, you know, thing that's come my way, fitness and movement has kind of been the natural medicine for it. Uh, it can't cure everything, but it does make your life a whole hell of a lot better. And the one thing I will say before I go is life's going to beat your ass. Life's going to kick you in the dick. It's going to punch you in the face. It's going to do a lot of, you know, really shitty things. And you can't control that. And you can control how you react towards it. But even with that, it still gets tough. And what I'm saying to you is regardless of what happens with the world, the economy, people, you name it. You're going to have to deal with it either way. But it's much easier and it's much more doable in a body that is healthy, strong, mobile, and fit, than it is in a body that's 200 pounds, overweight, that has a hard time breathing, doing basic tasks, uh, that doesn't feel good, that doesn't like the way that they look and move and feel. And that's kind of how I approach everything. Like, I have shitty days too, just like a lot of you guys. But, and not to sound like a douchebag asshole, but when I get out of the shower and I'm getting dressed and I'm about to deal with my life's problems... It's a whole hell of a lot easier to deal with knowing that I'm fit and strong and mobile than if I had to deal with being, you know, 100 pounds overweight, pissed off, sad and angry of the state of my physical body. And it's not a vanity thing. That's not a, me flexing. It's just it's just the God's honest truth, man. Like, what would you rather have to deal with? Bullshit problems at work, being 300 pounds overweight or being super fit? Would you rather have to deal with the the bullshit that goes on in the news and in the in the world and the economy, being you know a person who struggles to get up steps or a person who you know physically can run for an hour straight without stopping? All that shit's gonna happen no matter what, but it's a lot easier to deal with in a body that looks and moves and feels the way that you want versus one that doesn't. And what's the best way to start that? By not skipping your workouts, building momentum, doing them consistently. If you eat real food on top of it and get good sleep, you'll be kicking ass before you know it. Any questions you guys have for me, hit me up. Just ask if you love this podcast or you appreciate it and you're on Apple, uh, stop, drop us a five-star, leave a couple comments. I would appreciate it. If you reshare it, um, share it on Instagram in the stories, tag me. I'm happy to reshare it. Give it to a friend or family member. 
Make sure you guys are subscribed if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you guys as always. And uh, we're going to get Heather on the podcast on Sunday, I believe. And I'm going to say this. I believe BJ Gadur, the BJ Gadur, Sultan of Sweat, the Daily BJ, former fitness director of men's health, the best to ever fucking do it, in my opinion. Um, He will be on the podcast Wednesday, December 8th. I believe he will be here. We will have a very long conversation. I'll put up an IG before that. I'll ask for some questions. And then I have my girls, Jenna and Lindsay, coming on December the 12th. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast girls, Jenna and Lindsay, coming on the 12th. We'll wrap with them too. So Heather, BJ Gador, and then the GST girls as well. So pretty awesome week here heading into uh, Christmas season and all that crazy stuff. But uh, if you guys got questions on Athletic Greens, uh, Draft Farm Wines, uh, Beam CBD, or Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, hit me up. Our next program will be the 47-Day Transformation, which we'll do in early January. I'll talk about that as we get closer. And uh, I'm filming a new series, I believe, later in December, which I'm not sure of the title yet, so I don't want to say it. But uh, it will be around 40 days, and that will be a new program and probably the probably one of the toughest ones we've done yet other than the Sunday Advanced Metcon. So that's coming on the pipe as well. But thank you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll be back Sunday. Uh, And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.